We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go, episode 718 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. And my friends, our commanders just had a glorious night on Monday Night Football without even playing. We on Monday night had not one, but two games. Uh, they happened simultaneously, and each result was exactly what you wanted. From a commander's draft positioning standpoint, as both the New York Giants and Tennessee Titans improved to 5-8. and eight. The Giants, behind undrafted rookie quarterback Tommy DeVito, won their third consecutive game, a 24-22 win over the Green Bay Packers. The Titans won at the Miami Dolphins, 28-27. And so, how about this? We entered Week 14 with the commanders as one of five four-win teams in the NFL in this 2023 regular season, but we exit week 14 with the Commanders as the only four-win team in the NFL this regular season. The Chicago Bears, New York Jets, New York Giants, and Tennessee Titans all won in week 14 to improve to five and eight. The Commanders, our Manders, they are four and nine. Uh, they still have the number four overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft, but that position now much more firmly entrenched. And don't forget the New England Patriots won in week 14. They this past Thursday night won at the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-18 to improve to three and 10. Who says that things are not going well for the Commanders this season? Hello and welcome to this Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. The Shohei Otani contract now is official. The Los Angeles Dodgers on Monday night officially announced the signing of the modern-day Babe Ruth free agent outfielder slash starting pitcher Shohei Otani. The contract is a 10-year contract worth a reported $700 million. By far, 
the biggest contract in North American sports history, both in terms of total money and average annual value. But what we learned on Monday was the structure of the deferred payments in the Shohei Otani contract. He reportedly is being paid just $2 million per year from 2024 through 2033. That's it, $2 million per year for the next 10 years. But he then is being paid $68 million per year from 2034 through 2043. So in other words, $680 million of the $700 million in the contract being deferred. Uh, This for the purposes of lowering the Dodgers payroll uh, and the team's competitive balance tax. Uh, What must (laughs) the Nationals ownership group, the learners, be thinking? Ain't no ownership in sports that loves deferred money more than the learners do. Uh, This Otani contract must be like the greatest thing that the learners have ever seen. Coming up on the show, lots of commanders conversation. We on Monday afternoon had a post-bye week press conference for commanders head coach Rod Rivera, who confirmed that linebacker Jamin Davis's third NFL season is done. Uh, Jamin, in the 45-15 loss to the Miami Dolphins at FedEx Field in Week 13, suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. Uh, Jamin Davis, to me, representative of a major issue for Washington with Ron Rivera as head coach in the coach-centric approach. And that issue is not hitting enough on first round picks. Next segment, I'm going to talk about this and where we are with Jamin Davis, including whether the commanders this offseason will exercise the fifth year option in his rookie contract. I then will react to a few other commanders items, including what Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon said about quarterback Sam Howell and the shot that former commanders edge defender Montez Sweat has levied at the Commanders. Yeah, Montez, who is doing quite well for the Chicago Bears, took a shot at the Commanders. Uh, Also on the show, I'll talk Wizards. Uh, (laughs) They on Monday night suffered their worst loss of this season. And that is saying something. The Wizards fell to 3-19 in this NBA regular season with a 45-point loss, a 146-101 loss at the Philadelphia 76ers. The Wizards tank job in full effect. Uh, Before we get to some feedback, uh, we have a developing situation regarding where the Wizards and the Capitals may be playing their home games eventually. Uh, Per multiple reports, we on Monday had a meeting of the Major Economic Investment Project Approval Commission, which is comprised of 12 Virginia lawmakers. These lawmakers voted to approve a deal for an $8 million square foot sports complex in Alexandria, Virginia for the Caps and Wizards. Uh, The sports complex would be in the Potomac Yard area for which there now is a metro stop, a Potomac Yard station. Now, we still have a ways to go until the Caps and Wizards stop playing their games at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. and start playing games in Alexandria. But there is a momentum for this happening like never before. The owner of the Caps and Wizards, uh, monumental sports and entertainment founder and CEO Ted Leonsis, he for years has been unhappy with his deal with DC for Capital One Arena. Now, I have taken this talk 
talk of Ted moving caps in Wizards games from D.C. to Virginia as posturing, as negotiating. And that still may be what is happening here, but things are getting serious now. Uh, Monumental's lease at Capital One Arena goes until 2047, but Ted could get out of that lease in 2027 if he pays off a bond on the lease. So the bond is believed to cost around $35 million. Uh, Capital One Arena, it opened in December 1997 as MCI Center, then became known as Verizon Center, now is known as Capital One Arena. Capital One Arena has been a godsend to the Chinatown section of D.C. What would happen to that part of D.C. if Caps and Wizards games were no longer played at Capital One Arena? And while D.C. doesn't want to pay what Ted wants for improvements to his arena situation, can D.C. afford the lost revenue of 41 Caps regular season games per season and 41 Wizards regular season games per season? Say nothing of potential playoff games. Uh, D.C. has plenty of problems. Can it afford to lose Caps and Wizards games? Uh, The situation, of course, comes down to that thing that drives so many things in life, money. And to me, there are two questions in particular to consider. A, who slash what needs what more? Does Ted need the Caps and Wizards playing home games in D.C. more than D.C. needs the Caps and Wizards playing home games in D.C.? And B, to what extent, if at all, does D.C. being a playa playa for the commander's next stadium make the camps and wizards expendable to dc in other words if dc is about to get the commanders does it no longer need the caps and wizards uh, i do not know the answers to these questions but these to me are two key questions to consider you can hit me up on x at al galdi you can email me the al galdi podcast at yahoo.com i got this from tom on x regarding our discussion on monday show episode 717 about navy football's 17-11 loss to army at gillette stadium in foxborough massachusetts this past saturday writes tom it's the army navy game everyone calls it that please stop saying navy versus army (laughs) thank you for that tom uh well this is a podcast about washington dc area sports so a policy of this podcast is that the dc area team always gets top billing because we look at games and occurrences with our teams from the perspectives of our team. So I will continue to say Navy (laughs) versus Army. Thank you very much. Uh, Now notice I don't say Navy Army because yes, the widely accepted way of referring to the game nationally is Army Navy. Uh, I do not dispute that at all. Uh, What I do say is Navy versus Army. That's different than saying Navy, Army. Uh, And boy, that is some real podcast (laughs) minutiae that we just got into. From Tom McDonald on X on Sam Howell, writes Tom, watching Joe Flacco play with his arm strength and calm composure, but also throwing of interceptions, I feel like Sam Howell will turn into our Flacco. Can get us to a Super Bowl with a great offensive line, but won't be the reason why we won. What say you? Uh, Thank you for that, Tom. Interesting observation. First of all, let's take a moment to salute Cleveland Browns quarterback Joe Flacco for what he's doing. He was out of the NFL until being signed by the Browns to their practice squad on November 20th. This is his age 38 season. 
He, for each of the Browns' last two games, has been elevated from the team's practice squad to the active roster in order to be the team's starting quarterback. Uh, the Browns, over those two games, have gone 1-1. One and one. Flacco, over the two games, has thrown for 565 yards and five touchdowns versus two interceptions. Now, his rate stats for these two games aren't so good. Yards per pass attempt to just 6.35, completion percentage of just 55.06. But all things considered... Uh, pretty impressive. And Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski during his postgame press conference following the Browns 31-27 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday afternoon announced that Flacco will be the Browns starting quarterback for the rest of this season. Uh, Flacco in that win over the Jags became the first Browns player to have at least three touchdown passes, each of at least 30 yards in a regular season game since quarterback Brian Sipe on December 21st, 1980. I mean, that is something. Joe Flacco, by the way, is the Browns' fourth different starting quarterback this season. The Browns have become wacko for Flacco. Uh, And as for Sam Howell being another Joe Flacco, well, uh, obviously their body types are different, but Sam and Joe certainly have similarities in terms of arm strength and big play capability uh, and demeanor. Uh, I would say this about Sam with the interceptions. Let's see. So Sam right now does have an interception problem, but he has played in 14 career NFL regular season games. Small sample size. Uh, He can work his way out of having this interception problem. And you know who did that? (laughs) You know who did that? Uh, Don't worry, I won't say his name, but you know who, like Sam, was taken by Washington on a day three of an NFL draft. You know who, over his first three NFL regular seasons, 2012 through 2014, had an interception percentage of 4.7, quite high. And then, you know who, over his three regular seasons as the Redskins QB1, 2015 through 2017, had an interception percentage of just 2.1, major improvement. And you know who, (laughs) over his six regular seasons as the Minnesota Vikings QB1, 2018 through 2023, has an interception percentage of just 1.1. Point eight. So a quarterback can very much grow out of throwing interceptions, and hopefully Sam Howell does that. Sam's interception percentage for this regular season, by the way, 2.8, uh, fourth worst among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL per pro football reference as of games through Sunday. Well, dealing with insurance uh, can feel like throwing an interception, can feel like throwing a pick six, uh, something that Sam Howell has done <laughs> in each of the commander's last three games. Uh, if you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., DC, put BMC Insurance to work for you regarding insurance for your employees. BMC Insurance can assist you with designing and implementing group benefit plans for employees. These plans include group health, dental, vision, life, and disability insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a big Commanders fan, a loyal listener of this podcast. Make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance uses cost-effective technology platforms to help employers manage employee onboarding and open enrollment periods. BMC Insurance conducts open enrollment meetings with its clients' employees via Zoom, a pre-recorded webinar, or an in-person meeting. And BMC Insurance is run by people, like Matt Brooks, who develop relationships with the employees of its clients so that the employees go to BMC Insurance with insurance carrier claim or billing issues, not you, the employer. You see... 
BMC Insurance takes the insurance burden off the employee and off the employer so that the employee and the employer can focus on what they do for a living and not insurance. BMC Insurance advises on strategies regarding implementing new group benefit plans and implementing employer contributions to these group benefit plans. Also, BMC Insurance can assist those who do not get health and dental insurance from their employers in obtaining health and dental insurance from the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link. And BMC Insurance understands how federal tax credits available through the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link work and benefit those who are eligible. The federal open enrollment period for those purchasing health insurance for themselves runs now through January 15th. If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., there is a better way to do insurance. Let BMC Insurance take how you do insurance for your employees to an elite level for both them and you. Put BMC Insurance to work for you. Go to insurancebmc.com, talk to Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's insurancebmc.com, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. So if I asked you, where exactly did things go wrong for Ron Rivera as Washington head coach, <laughs> uh, what would your answer be? Where exactly did things go wrong for Ron as Washington head coach? What would you say? Uh, there are a lot of answers that you could give. There isn't just one right answer, but an answer that comes to my mind is this. Washington, over its four NFL drafts presided over by Ron, uh, has not had a single no-doubt hit on a first-round pick. Think about it. Edge defender Chase Young taken with the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. Linebacker Jamin Davis taken with the number 19 overall pick in the 2021 draft. Receiver Jahan Dodson taken with the number 16 overall pick in the 2022 draft. Corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. taken with the number 16 overall pick in the 2023 draft. Not a single one of those players has been a no-doubt hit of a first-round pick. And in the case of Emmanuel Forbes, he may be a total bust. We'll see. Too early to say. Uh, now, Chase, Jamin, and Jahan as uh, Ron Rivera <laughs> likes to say, have had their moments, okay? Those guys have had their moments. Uh, Chase and Jahan had very good rookie seasons. Uh, Jamin has been better the last two seasons off a terrible rookie season, but not a single one of Washington's first-round picks of the Rivera era has been a no-down hit. There, at the very least, is a yeah, but with each guy. That's a problem. Well, now what with Jamin Davis? Uh, his 2023 season is over. Uh, it turns out that Jamin in the commander's last game, the 45-15 loss to the Miami Dolphins at FedEx Field on December 3rd, suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon did a post-bi-week press conference that started in the 3 p.m. hour. Here was Ron on Jamin getting injured in the loss to the Dolphins. Well, the biggest thing more than anything else was, um, you know, it, it happened during the game and, you know, he, um, you know, he, he came off for a second. They checked him and, you know, he said he, he, he was fine. He went back out there, finished the game, but he was still having a little bit of trouble the next morning. Um, 
And so they, you know, they examined him, and then they felt that he needed to get an MRI. And, uh, you know, after getting the MRI, they got for a second opinion, and then it went from there. So it was unfortunate. A uh, young man's done a great job for us and uh, really excited about uh, who, he, who he was becoming as a football player. You know, um, you know, playing the, uh, the wheel backer for us, he's done a great job. You know, he had to play a little bit of the mic in some of the situations when Cody was down. But, you know, that's all part of his growth and learning, and he's done a nice job. Jamin Davis for this regular season is number four on the Commanders in defensive snaps, 86.4%, is number two on the Commanders in tackles, 89, and is number four on the Commanders in tackles for loss, eight. He is having a second consecutive, at least decent season of his bad rookie season. Pro football focus grades are on a scale of zero to 100. Jamin for the 2021 regular season had an overall grade per PFF of just 46.8. He, for the 2022 regular season, had an overall grade per PFF of 62.9. He, for this regular season, has an overall grade per PFF of 67.6. So, steady improvement. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on the biggest improvements by Jamin this season. Uh, Jamin, this year, I, I think a big part of it is, you know, as a as a will linebacker, you know, playing the uh, playing that position and being able to read and get downhill. Um, watching him run through and make plays, um, watching him in his coverage. You know, he, he, he got the tough assignment having to cover a lot of really good backs and, uh, he was competitive doing that. He really was. And, and again, the more he played, the better he seemed to get. Sure, he made some mistakes, but man, he was really coming along and, and, and it's unfortunate. So, you know, um, he'll get it taken care of and then uh, we'll go from there. Well, you heard Ron Rivera mention Jamin Davis's pass coverage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that has been an issue. Uh, Jamin, for Pro Football Focus, has been among the most abused linebackers in the NFL in terms of pass coverage this regular season. 35 receptions allowed, including three touchdowns allowed. Uh, an average yards per reception allowed of 12.1. A passer rating allowed of one. 11.6, an average depth of target, and a dot of 5.5, which is high for a linebacker. And you heard Ron mention Jamin playing the will linebacker, the weak side linebacker. Remember, the whole point of Washington spending a first-round pick on Jamin Davis was for him to be the team's Mike linebacker, was for him to be Washington's version of who Ron Rivera had during his time as Carolina Panthers head coach, Luke Keekley. But uh, things have not worked out that way. Uh, Jamin has struggled as a Mike linebacker. Cody Barton has been the commander's Mike linebacker this season. Although Jamin did play the Mike during Cody's stint on the reserve injured list. Cody was on injured reserve from October 28th to November 22nd due to a high ankle sprain. Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon on how much more Jamin Davis can grow. Oh, I think, I think he still has a lot of room to grow. I really do. Just because, you know, coming out of college, he, you know, he had the one real, really good year and, you know, it, it was more of a, a process of him developing and, and learning to do the things that, that, that it takes to be at this level. And he's really kind of taken a step each year. Uh, this year, I thought he took a really big step, um, especially working with Cody. I thought Cody, he and Cody developed a really good rapport. And unfortunately, like I said, we lost Cody for four weeks, but, you know, Jamin stepped in and was able to work in and do some of the stuff that, you know, the Mike backer typically does. Um, 
But then when, when Cody got back and you started to watch the two of them playing together, you could really see him start to get comfortable at the, at the will position again. So, you know, those are, those are things that are important as, as far as, you know, what he does. And that is, you know, he's an athletic, physical guy that can run. He is. And Jamin Davis is not a bad player, but you tell me three seasons into Jamin's NFL career, do you feel like he has proven himself worthy of having been taken with the number 19 overall pick? in the 2021 draft. I'll pose the question to you in another way. This offseason, whoever is running commander's football operations is going to have to decide on whether to exercise the fifth-year option in Jamin's rookie contract. Do you think that it's a certainty that that fifth-year option will be exercised? Because I don't. Now, I do think that there's an argument for exercising the option, but the exercising of the option is far from a guarantee. And so the commanders for a second consecutive offseason may not exercise the fifth-year option of a first-round pick. Didn't do so for Chase Young this past offseason. May not do so for Jamin Davis this coming offseason. What does that say about the drafting that has taken place by Washington during the Ron Rivera era? And remember also with Jamin Davis is his legal situation. Uh, do not forget about that. This guy may be facing a suspension from the NFL. Jamin on March 28, 2022 was charged with reckless driving. Uh, this for going 114 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone in Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, a judge this past July 31st rejected a plea agreement for Jamin. A judge this past August 3rd rejected a revised plea agreement for Jamin. And so a new hearing was set. This hearing was for this past August 31st. And what came from that hearing was that Jamin's appeal was continued to March 4th, 2024. He, on that date, is scheduled to face a jury trial, uh, although a new plea deal is a possibility. A resolution with the state of Virginia is a possibility, too. And by the way, coming out in all of this has been that Jamin was charged with reckless driving in December 2021. And remember the DeShazer Everett Olivia Peters tragedy. December 23rd, 2021, two days before Christmas 2021. Then Washington safety DeShazer Everett was the driver in a fatal one car crash in Loudoun County, Virginia, that killed the vehicle's passenger, 29 year old Olivia Peters. Uh, DeShazer on February 8th, 2022 was charged with involuntary manslaughter. DeShazer on July 19th, 2022 pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of reckless driving. And DeShazer on September 8th, 2022 was sentenced to three months of house arrest, was ordered to do 100 hours of community service, was fined $2,500 and had his driver's license suspended for six months. But remember this about what happened with DeShazer Everett. Jamin Davis and corner Benjamin St. Juice reportedly spoke to police and said that they were in a car behind DeShazer's car on the night of the fatal accident, uh, this after having gone out to dinner with DeShazer. So Jamin experienced this and yet still apparently has this issue with speeding, or at least had this issue with speeding. The NFL draft is the foundation of an NFL roster. You complement what you have with free agency, but the foundation is the draft. Washington under Ron Rivera has not been good enough at the draft. And 
The exclamation mark does appear to be the Commander's 2023 draft class, which at least right now looks hideous. Uh, The team this season has gotten very little from its 2023 draft class. And oh, by the way, Ron Rivera during his press conference on Monday afternoon revealed that the team's 2023 third round pick center slash guard Ricky Stromberg is likely done for the season. Stromberg has been on the reserve injured list since November 7th due to a knee injury. Uh, This was Ron on Monday afternoon addressing whether Stromberg is done for the season. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like it, obviously, because of because of um, the surgery, and it's unfortunate. The, the The young man is, you know, showed that he had the, you know, he has he has the tools that you're looking for. Big, stout, physical guy, very smart, intelligent football player. He showed that to us, and unfortunately, got hurt, you know, playing. And it's, um, you know, that was a tough one because, uh, you know, between he and Tyler, I, I felt we we could have been very very stout up front from you know for the remainder of the year. The Commanders' 2023 draft class, first-round pick corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr., second-round pick defensive back Quan Martin, third-round pick center-slash-guard Ricky Stromberg, fourth-round pick offensive lineman Braden Daniels, fifth-round pick edge defender K.J. Henry, sixth-round pick running back Chris Rodriguez Jr., seventh-round pick edge defender Andre Jones Jr. Uh, We'll see what happens the rest of this season, but uh, at least so far, minimal playing time and minimal production from this 2023 Commander's Draft class. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL, and we all love pizza, so make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza.
More now on the Commanders. There wasn't much more to what head coach Ron Rivera had to say during his post-bi-week press conference on Monday afternoon beyond talking about linebacker Jamin Davis, but we did have something from Ron on quarterback Sam Howell. It's funny, we've gone from Ron at his press conferences constantly (laughs) being asked about Sam to these days, Ron at his press conferences barely being asked about Sam, but this was Ron on Monday afternoon on what his bi-week studying told him about Sam Howell. Well, for the most part, you know, it was a productive week of self-scout, but, you know, the biggest thing we got to see in, in terms of watching what Sam has done, you know, and some of the things that he's improved on, you, you start seeing his, his footwork has been really good. A couple of things is just a little more confidence in, in, in stepping up and with those eyes downfield consistently. Um, when he's done that, he's been very, very effective and, and he's created some really good opportunities for us downfield. Um, secondly, you know, continue to, to grow in, 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 in helping with, uh, setting the protections and, and making the checks in terms of, you know, reading the protect, uh, the, the pressures that are coming and, and then again, decision making and getting the ball out quickly. I mean, he's done a great job with all of that. And, you know, as he continues to develop with that, that's going to really help. And, and, and really it's going to, it's going to take, uh, some of the, uh, some of the extra pressure off of him by, by, by making those decisions quicker. So Ron Rivera essentially listing three things that he wants to see from Sam Howell over the Commanders' final four games this regular season. Number one, be more consistent in stepping up in the pocket and throwing downfield. Number two, keep getting better in terms of pre-snap recognition. And number three, keep getting better at making quick decisions on dropbacks. Uh, There is no overstating how much what Sam Howell does over the Commander's final four games this regular season matters more than anything else with the team over these four games. And that's not to say that nothing else with the team matters, but nothing over these four games comes close to mattering as much for the team as how Sam plays. Uh, At the Los Angeles Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. At the New York Jets Christmas Eve afternoon at 1. Home to the San Francisco 49ers New Year's Eve afternoon at 1. And home to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday, January 7th. If Sam over these four games plays well, then the commanders just may have a QB1 worthy of moving forward with. And enough of a big deal about that cannot be made. Uh, But if Sam over these four games does not play well, then Washington this coming offseason for a seventh consecutive offseason will be figuring out a new QB1. You're aware of that, right? Washington has had a different week one starting quarterback in each of the last seven seasons. Think about that, 2017 through 2023. And it is now official Uh, Sam Howell's successor as North Carolina's QB1, Drake May, is entering the 2024 NFL Draft. I made the announcement via X on Monday evening. If you caught my conversation with Pro Football Focus lead NFL Draft analyst Trevor Sykema on last Thursday's show, episode 715, uh, Trevor, who was outstanding, uh, said that the commanders, if they have a shot at taking Drake May, should take him. Uh, Trevor liked Drake May and USC quarterback Caleb Williams over Sam Howell, but Trevor preferred Sam over every other quarterback projected to be in the 2024 draft, including LSU's Jaden Daniels. Uh, Also regarding the commanders on Monday was a decent amount of chatter uh, pertaining to something that was said on Sunday. Chicago Bears edge defender Montez Sweat 
who the Commanders on October 31st, what was 2023 NFL trade deadline day, traded uh, to the Bears for a second round pick in the 2024 draft. Uh, He took a shot at our Commanders. Uh, This during a post-game session with reporters following the Bears' 28-13 win over the Detroit Lions on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Montez in that game was terrific. He registered a sack, four quarterback hits, and a pass defense. Here was the shot at the Commanders from Montez. Where I came from, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was kind of like just waiting on the season and and kind of, but here it's like uh, every week, you know, it's it's a new challenge and people want to play for the the man beside him. That's that's what I'm here for. All right. So Montez Sweat, quote, where I came from, it was kind of like just waiting on the season (laughs) to end, kind of. Here it's like every week. It's a new challenge. People want to play for the man beside him. End quote. Et tu, Montez. Remember the other edge defender who the commanders traded on Halloween, Chase Young. He on November 6th during his introductory press conference for the San Francisco 49ers took a shot at the commanders. Quote, just the culture, the vibe is a lot different. I definitely know that I'm in a building with winners End quote. First, Chase Young with a shot at the Commanders. Now, Montez Sweat with a shot at the Commanders. Now, Chase taking a shot at the Commanders was not surprising. The team trashed Chase via leaks to the media upon trading him. Doesn't mean that the leaks were not true, but the team definitely put out its own shots. Uh, There were no shots from the team toward Montez, at least uh, none that we are aware of. Uh, What seems quite clear now is that while the commanders trading Chase to the Niners for a third-round compensatory pick in the 2024 draft was an unloading, uh, the commanders trading Montez to the Bears for a second-round pick in the 2024 draft was a value move. Uh, The commanders were not looking to trade Montez as they were looking to trade Chase. Uh, There did not seem to be bad blood between the commanders and Montez, but maybe there was. Maybe he's just mad that he got traded. Maybe Montez feels insulted. Here's something that we do know. Montez is doing well for the Bears. Uh, The Bears had a week 13 bye, but they in weeks 12 and 14 notched two divisional wins, a 12-10 win at the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football on November 27th, and this 28-13 win over the Lions on Sunday afternoon, giving the Bears at least two consecutive regular season wins for the first time since, get this, weeks 16 and 17 of the 2021 regular season. The Bears had not had a regular season winning streak of any length since then. Uh, But Montez, over these two wins, for pro football focus, totaled two and a half sacks, 13 pressures, a 23.2% pressure rate, a 21.4% pass rush win rate, and a pass rush grade of 79.1. All of those stats rank among the top 10 among all qualified edge defenders in the NFL in weeks 12 and 14. And for the Bears' sake, it's a good thing that Montez is producing because uh, they gave up what is tracking toward being a high second-round pick for him. And 
they are paying him. The Bears on November 5th announced that they had signed Montez Sweat to a four-year contract extension. The extension for Pro Football Talk included uh, just $41.965 million fully guaranteed at signing, but also a 2025 base salary of $20.9 million guaranteed for injury at signing and fully guaranteed on the third day of the 2024 league year. So the contract extension, in essence, has $62.865 million fully guaranteed. That, my friends, is major money. I am still fine with the commanders having traded Montez Sweat. The return was good. And while Montez, from a sack perspective, is having a good season, he, when viewed through the prism of a more stable and telling metric, pass rush win rate has not been the player who the sack total would suggest. He, at the time of the trade for this regular season, had a pass rush win rate per ESPN based on player tracking data from the NFL's next-gen stats of just 8%. Uh, ranking just 52nd among all qualified edge defenders in the NFL. A player sack total can fluctuate. Uh, We have seen that here uh, with plenty of guys, including commander's interior defensive lineman Deron Payne last season versus this season. Pass rush win rate tends to be a lot more stable and telling. But look, Montez Sweat is a good player, and he right now is doing well, and (laughs) he apparently is uh, not in love with his time with the commanders. Fine. Uh, I will take that high second round pick, and hopefully that high second round pick is uh, put to very good use by whoever is running Commander's football operations beyond this season. Well, Underdog Fantasy makes great use of your time because Underdog Fantasy does not waste your time like so many other fantasy sites and apps do. Underdog Fantasy offers fantasy football as in both pro and college, fantasy basketball is in both pro and college, and fantasy hockey. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and Underdog Fantasy has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Underdog Fantasy offers daily contests and season-long fantasy. In fact, Underdog Fantasy offers season-long fantasy with a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be really time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789.
In an NBA season in which our tanking Wizards uh, already have suffered a lot of losses, some of the team's worst losses have come against the Philadelphia 76ers. And thanks in large part to the Sixers' seven-foot center, Joel Embiid. Uh, November 6th, a 146-128 loss at the 76ers. The Wizards in that game allowed Embiid in just 30 minutes, 31 seconds as a starter to score 48 points. He went 17 to 23 on twos, 0 2 on threes, and 14 of 14 on free throws. And he had 11 rebounds and six assists versus one turnover. Uh, last Wednesday night, December 6th, a 131 126 loss to the 76ers at Capital One Arena. The Wizards in that game allowed Embiid in just 38 minutes to two seconds as a starter to score. 50 points. He went 1-2 on threes, 18-27 on twos, and 11-13 on free throws. Also finished with 13 rebounds, including six offensive boards and seven assists. He did commit six turnovers. Well, we on Monday night had the Wizards playing at the 76ers, and the result was yet another (laughs) humiliating loss for the Wizards. Uh, They fell to 3-19 in this NBA regular season with a 146-101 loss at the Sixers on Monday night. Yes, a 45-point loss for our tanking Wizards on Monday night. Uh, They in the game never held a lead. They in the fourth quarter trailed by as many as 48 points. The Wizards' defense is atrocious. The defense on Monday night was especially atrocious. The Wizards allowed the 76ers to score 146 points, including 43 points in just the first quarter. The Wizards allowed the 76ers to go 20 of 46 on threes and 32 of 49 on twos. And yes, the Wizards again uh, got stomped by Joel Embiid. He in just 29 minutes, 36 seconds as the starter had 34 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a game-best plus-minus rating of plus 30. He did commit 7 turnovers, but he went 2 of 5 on threes, 12 of 15 on twos, and 4 of 4 on free throws. So the Wizards on Monday night were without their starting center, Daniel Gafford. Uh, He did not play due to a right hip contusion. So the Wizards were without Gafford and were without a bunch of other guys who've been out lately due to injury. DeLon Wright, Landry Shamit, Johnny Davis, and Ryan Rollins. And offensively speaking, uh, the Wizards had a good fourth quarter to uphead their stats, but the Wizards over the first three quarters scored just 67 points, went just 6 of 23 on threes, and committed 18 turnovers. In a season of bad losses, this loss for the Wizards was especially bad. This was Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. during his post-game press conference on Monday night. You know, I think this group has been, you know, relatively resilient in that regard, you know, managing, you know, frustrations. I'm sure guys are are pissed. Uh, There's nobody in there that's happy right now. But once again, how do you manage that? Do you channel that into, um, you know, into each other? Do you kind of help, all right, you know, push each other to get better? Um, or do you just wallow in your own sorrows? Um, we can't do that. So I think it's important that um, we take lessons and learn. Um, obviously, you know things aren't going our way right now, but uh, we certainly can't feel sorry for ourselves. Nobody else does. So we got to find a way to pick each other up. Um, you know, keep pushing. You know, learn from some of the mistakes and, and, and keep getting better.
You know, there is something appropriate about the Wizards in this, the first season of their tank, getting especially dominated by the 76ers. Uh, the 76ers, for whom, of course, Commander's managing partner, Josh Harris, is managing partner, perfected the tank. Uh, the Sixers conducted the process and all in on analytics rebuild that has resulted in the team doing well. The 76ers have had a winning percentage of at least 589 for each of the last six regular seasons, 2017, 2018, through 2022, 2023. But the Sixers' tanking years were brutal. There's no doubt about that. The Sixers for the 2015-2016 regular season went just 10-72. and 72. Uh, The Wizards this season are having that kind of season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this is what a tank job is like. It's not fun. It's not easy. And all that you can do is hope that the tank leads to what you want. Uh, next up for the Wizards home to the New Orleans Pelicans, Wednesday night at 7. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 719. will include a lot for you on the Commanders, including a conversation with Commanders insider Ben Standing of The Athletic. Also, I'll talk college basketball. Maryland is home to Alcorn State Tuesday night at 7. Georgetown is home to Coppin State Tuesday night at 8.30. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Where I came from, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was kind of like uh, just waiting on the season and, and kind of, but here it's like uh, every week, you know, it's, it's a new challenge and people want to play for the, for the man beside him. Man. That's, that's where I'm here from.